0: Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Pastor Ed Young continues our Seven Senses of Marriage series as we enrich our marriages. In today's discussion, Recipe for Romance, we'll uncover how setting the scene for romance can transform the environment and contribute to the development of a healthy, intimate marriage. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young
1: we're talking about a subject that is uh, near and dear to everyone here. We, we like to think about it. We like to sing about it. We like to watch it. We like to read about it. And we're talking about really an aroma, to be, to be honest with you, the, the fragrance, the aroma of romance. Ooh. That's what we're going to talk about today. Romance. How what cool. is romance? Romance and how it it kind of plays out in marriage and and also in this whole dating thing, And, and how to keep the romance alive. And Lisa, right up front, is romance like an event? Because I think sometimes, because I'm a guy, I tend to compartmentalize things. I'm thinking, okay, this is my romantic life, and over here is my work life, and over there is my recreational life. But
2: Well, I, I told you this as we've been yeah. working and uh, talking about, you know, and preparing for these messages. I said, Ed, romance is not an event. It's an environment that we create in our home and in our marriage. And so when we have this, I guess we could say a romance, it permeates every area of your home. And so... When you think about romance, it's not an event, it's an environment, and it actually relates to scripture. In 2 Corinthians 2.15, it says, "'For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing.'" Now, our lives as Christ followers, those of us who have given our hearts to Christ and as we live each and every day, the way that we live, this, this um, lifestyle of obedience mm-hmm. is an aroma to God because of Jesus in our hearts. And not only does it speak to God with an aroma, it also permeates those who are saved. So my life becomes an encouragement to other Christians. And then I also am allowed the opportunity to be noticed by those who are not Christians and they see something is different. When it comes to romance between a husband and a wife, we've already talked about in our previous sessions, the fact that marriage between. A man and a woman is analogous to Jesus' marriage, the bride of Christ, His church. So this aroma principle affects and or can be used as you demonstrate Yeah, the and it even, it
1: even affects though. And this kind of sounds strange, strange, but it's like romancing the home. In other words, that our romance permeates obviously our relationship. God wants it to, and our relationship with our kids. We've talked about marriage for 32 years, unashamedly, unapologetically. We've written a lot about the subject. And the reason is marriage is the foundation, it's the anchor of our culture. Yes. So goes marriage, so goes everything. Think about it. And God created marriage, He thought it up in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. So when someone says, I mean, why get married anyway? Who thought marriage up? God did. It's a God-ordained covenant, which is basically a commitment on steroids. We believe the best place to hear about romance is in the church. Well, first of all, in the family, yes. I should say. For family, again, marriage, I'm saying to you, kids, then the church. Sadly though, we've we've kicked, as I've said a squillion times, we've kicked the bed out of church, but we need to put the bed back in church, talk openly and honestly. And and uh what else well, no, Ed, I wanted, is there another I wanted, adjective creatively I guess I wanted, about the beauty of sex. I
2: want to just say right here now though that romance and sex are not interchangeable words. Huh. One can lead to the other what? but they're not the same thing. So romance we're going to break that down. That's right. And then we're going to talk about sex.
1: So it's going to be, Lisa, romance should be an environment mm-hmm. within the relationship. So what, what we've done is we've sort of unpacked this this message around a recipe, a recipe for romance. Lisa is a phenomenal cook. She's written a couple of cookbooks and, you know, a lot of times when you're cooking,
2: Invarib- the aroma is good. It's great. There's been a few times we're not yeah, so much. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, but not a lot. Invariably, if I chop onions, bell peppers, mm-hmm. um, and, and put a little garlic in and start sauteing, it'll come in and he'll go, Oh, what are you making? What are you making? Because you cannot keep that contained to the kitchen. It's going to go throughout. Yes. So this recipe is not going to be contained. It's going to spread like wildfire and we're going to just and celebrate you know,
1: it. I know some couples here are really dealing with some yes. difficult issues. About 50% of married couples say that they struggle in the area of intimacy, sex, there's and
2: frustration. yeah, and, and yes.
1: there's a there's a frustration there. And Others, Lisa, I mean, have, have have totally sort of disengaged, and they're not having any sort of intimacy whatsoever.
2: And I will say that your your marriage can go through highs and lows, and seasons where you are more fulfilled, and seasons where you are less fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about the romance. Well, let me uh, start
1: recipe. again with. Uh, the text and, and let's uh, jump back to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 3 and 4 it says the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband the wife's body does not belong to her alone but also to her husband in the same way the husband's body does not belong to him alone but also to his wife. We need to think right because it's between the ears before it's between the legs. We're talking an environment, an aroma of romance, intimacy, and sex.
2: Yes, what is this recipe? I can't wait. Well, this
1: this recipe is, is going to be really specified by introducing you to several personalities. Now these personalities, are going to be sort of uh, funny, I think. You'll kind of laugh. You'll see yourself in these personalities. Like, Don't raise nine. your hand Yeah, or don't, yeah don't do that.
2: But, but we, laughter's good because it makes you relax, and also laughter helps you receive information yeah. that you would not normally receive. No elbowing the person next to you. No, don't do that. Especially if they're your spouse. So but but, when you but these hear are the...
1: recipe wreckers. You know, it's possible to wreck a recipe. So
2: these are some cooks that don't need to be in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So the first
1: one, the first couple, Lisa and I named them Rick and Rhonda Rude. <laughs> You're just rude to one another. I mean, you know, the guy might just slap his wife on the posterior and say, it's time to tango, baby. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, whoa. Or,
2: yeah. You there's, know, just kinda, there's not kinda, softness. There's no softness or in it. A couple, uh, you mentioned a dog breeder that we had dealt with and yeah. how this dog breeder, when she was talking about her dog, she talked so kind and soft. And then when her husband you know, interjected into the conversation, she was just awful in her tone of voice, in her, the way she talked to him. And I think a lot of us are guilty of giving our spouse just this, this crassness, this, this abruptness that we call rude.
1: Yeah, this, yeah, this negativity. And it takes 20 positive comments to erase one. And yes, we had that talk this week. We
2: had this talk this week. <laughs> it's okay and to we laugh. Did. We, we, yeah, we, we argue. and do. We, and it, we, we don't agree
1: on everything. You
2: can guess which one was responsible for the 20 compliments. Just say. Okay, okay now the next couple.
1: <laughs> the next couple, Al and Abby Average. You've read the stats. An average marriage married couple makes love 1.2 times per week. Oh, and Abby Average, they're like, okay, we've not done it in like eight days. We've got to do it, and, and then we sort of keep score, don't yeah, we, yeah. Of, of, of that. And that, yeah. that, can, that can be a romance uh, wrecker. Uh, then Mark and Mandy, monotony. Oh, wow. That's when the guy... You know, he's like, okay, I dated you, I romanced you back in the day, we're married now. He is hung from the rafters, his his courting jersey, his dating jersey, his romance jersey, and it's like, all right, I got her, and that's the uniform that I wore when I made magic happen. But now? It's just like, okay, let's have dinner, watch Netflix, and we'll make love one point two times a week.
2: <laughs> but women...
1: Just monotonous. You know what I'm saying to you, ladies? We can be
2: guilty of that Boring, as well.
1: predictable.
2: But we can be guilty of that as well. That's so true. So often, you know, how much time did we take preparing for those dates before we got married? You know, the makeup, making sure we got Ooh. our workout in so we would feel the best physically. Yes. You know, Workouts bring about serotonin. It raises your mood. Mm-hmm. And so all of these different things and all of a sudden it's like... I ain't got time for that, and we we also become monotonous in how we present ourselves and all of those things. There was
1: a restaurant, Lisa and I used to eat at a lot. It was called George's, and they had a big sign in George's that that read, "If you don't take your lady to George's, someone else will." Mm. That's so true. So we say, "Have an affair with your spouse." Yep. Because. What happens in marriage is if you're not bringing romance and creativity after a while, not in all cases, you will do that with someone else who is not your spouse. And then of course, we have to call in the lawyers and monotony, for the craziness.
2: I believe monotony increases with children because you get into You have to have a routine. You have to have. Uh, planned events with children. But it just means that you have to be more intentional about breaking the monotony for your date night and all of those things.
0: You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry focused on sharing the gospel is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting the Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection, with Pastor Ed Young.
1: How about Curtis and Karen critique? Mm. Do we have any critiques here?
2: There's a place for critique in conversation. Yeah, we mentioned that
1: last time a little bit.
2: Yeah, but criticism is where you're tearing someone down. You're 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 finding you it a personal call in everything and making it personal. And so my words matter to you, and if it's a constant diet of criticism or you could say critique because critique can go overboard if it's just repetitive so yes be careful about how much time you spend critiquing or being critical
1: number 5 if you're keeping count here val average ted and tina tired
2: oh we're just, I'm just so just tired tired honey i'm just so tired worn out i'm just so tired I'm busy but wait a minute, honey. Uh, oh, my sister's calling. Hi, how are you doing? <gasps> oh, you're kidding me. That sounds great. Hold on one second, and I'll go get um, that paper I was promised I was going to read to you. I mean, and you leap out
1: of bed and. The energy, get the paper. Yeah.
2: It's amazing how much energy because the phone rang and I was able to pick up the phone, but I was so tired, Fred. Hmm. That that never happens in our home. Ever. Ever.
1: Number six, the sixth couple, Tom and Tammy, technology. Oh, my goodness. 45% of spouses say that technology is a problem in marriage, and 43% of spouses take technology to bed.
2: And it's, it's so easy because of the iPad, you read That's books. Right. I'm, I'm actually an old school page turner, mm-hmm. so I like the actual paper book Ed reads on his iPad. So that is tough, but you have to be able to figure out how far we're going to go with the book and, and, and putting the technology away and having a good balance.
1: Do not, this is just a personal opinion, do not bring technology to any table when you're eating with your spouse or with your kids.
2: And this is a challenge for us. It's challenging. Because we've been, we've been trained. This, this was not an issue when Ed and I were first married because there was no such thing as a cell phone. I mean, can you, can y'all picture not having a cell phone? We actually drove long distances with the risk of breaking down on the side of the road and not having any way to call somebody. It would just be, God help us. We're gonna have to figure this out. I I mean, I'm dead serious. And so you can eat a meal without technology. You know what drives me crazy? it's, It's possible. Again, this is
1: kind of a personal thing. It's kind of a beef I have with technology, but if I'm having lunch with someone, and I just don't really have lunch with people a lot, I just don't like to, anyway. I had lunch with this guy the other day, and we sat down, and he puts his phone right by his plate. And it's on, and he was talking to me, kind of glanced, something I'm thinking like, man, why are we even having lunch, my brother? If you want to talk on the phone, if you're that important, just believe, you know? So it, it, it's not... It's not mannerly, it's, it's rude. It takes away from, from, from eye contact, and if you have a call that's that important, you shouldn't have some sort of a lunch. That's, that's my Maybe opinion. So. All right. Here's someone else. Have you ever met the sweatshirt family, Steve and Sarah sweatshirt? Here's what I'll do in the mornings. I, I usually get up really, really early, and I will, I will put on um, athletic attire, walk into my office because I do most of my work at my home office. So I I work and work and work and then I'm thinking to myself, well, the reason I wear this and I don't shave and and don't do my hair is because I'm going to work out later that day. But I look horrible. I mean, I know. I just don't look that great. And Lisa suggested to me, like I suggest to you, but she did it in a great way, like, "Honey." you need to, to be more presentable. You you, 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 know, it would help. She goes, sometimes, I mean, it's great for you to, you know, wear your athletic stuff, your Lululemon or Nike or whatever it is, but that's not, we, you
2: know you, what I did? I, re- I equated it to how you perceived me. And yeah. that was a word picture. You know, we do well to communicate with word pictures. Men especially work well with word pictures. They do. Yeah. Don't you? Is this helping everyone? I hope so. Helps me.
1: Okay. Oh, I, I love this. Matt and Mary Money—they're so freaked out about finance. They can't do any romance because how much does that cost? 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 You'll never be romantic. You'll never be creative if the first thing you think about is how much does that cost. It's not going to happen. I'm all for a budget, the 10, 10, 80 principle. We give the first 10 to the house. We save at least 10, live on the rest. Great.
2: And romance is creativity. We have found that some of our most creative moments have been um, founded or created out of Restriction, in other words, financial restrictions. Oh, we just don't have enough money. Don't to let do this. a limited
1: budget it affect is a, your creativity. A, yes,
2: because you are able to think more creatively in order to.
1: Yeah. Get I think the most creative ideas, Lisa, just like you said, are when we're definitely limited and, and, and when you're not thinking about money so much. That's when creativity flies. Yes. I, I tell pastors this when I, when I lecture and, and consult all over the place, I go, don't let your budget limit your creativity. I think we have a creative advantage when we don't start with the cash money.
2: Yes, good. But some so of the good.
1: creativity it does not take money.
2: Okay, moving on along. Okay, we'd let's like do to it. introduce you to Ira and Irene Ice. You freeze your spouse out. Again, um, there. This is a unit. We are a oneness here because of mm-hmm. what God created in our relationship. We are one, and so freezing one another out only does damage to ourselves.
1: This is my favorite. The last one saved the best for last, Ned and Nona, no.
2: How many times do you just say no to your spouse? No,
1: Oh no. I gotta tell you this story. I hope I can tell it. <laughs> Dr. Willard Harley, an expert in marriage, in marital relations and and conflicts tells the story of a husband and wife in a room. There was a table in this room with a big glass of water. Harley writes, the wife was incapacitated. She could not... Pick up the water and drink it. So the husband had to pick up the glass of water for her if she was thirsty to give her the water to drink. One day as they were standing in this room, the wife goes, honey, I'm thirsty. The husband goes, "Mm, I don't want to give you water right now. An hour went by, honey, I'm really thirsty. I mean, I'm thirsty. And the husband goes, with an attitude like that, you're not going to get water for a long time. And he spins on his heels and walks out of the room. (laughs) Hours and hours go by. The wife now, who can't drink the water by herself, she is livid. And when she sees her husband again, she goes, I want water now! Okay. He takes the water, gives it to his wife, and he goes, just drink it, just drink it. Now the wife knows. As she's drinking this water, I'm going to have to go through this same drill again, over and over and over again, just to get water? Harley goes, I just described to you the sex life of many married couples. You're the only romantic. Option, you're the only option with intimacy, the only option with sex, and God wants sex to be wonderful and creative and mutually satisfying.
2: You just said something. You said your spouse is the only option, it is a privilege that you are able to satisfy the needs of your spouse. It's a privilege, and if you look at your spouse with disdain, disrespect, or with some type of um, low-grade energy, you're never gonna experience marriage the way God wants you to. But when you do these things, this recipe, it will create that beautiful aroma, that aroma that not only
0: honors God, but shows the world what true marriage is all about. Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time for an empowering discussion tailored for those who contemplated quitting. We'll be examining the story of Noah and the Flood to explore breakthrough moments. Discover with us how resilience and perseverance can lead to breakthroughs, even when the temptation to quit is strong. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the creative connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.